Do you want to feel happier? Do you want to feel more radiant and more alive? Or to go beyond alive and truly feel like you are thriving? That's what I'm here for. Helping you find that best you that you know is in there. It is. And you can start accessing that you today. It's possible. If you're ready for a shortcut to just that, let's work together. Reach out and let's work one-on-one to transform you and your life into happy, into thriving. Reach out to me and book a quick call. It's in the show notes and let's get you there. Are you really committed and ready? Then let's do it. Personally, I'm the happiest I've ever been thanks to all the practices that I've made a part of my life. You can be too. It is here for you. I promise. You can also access my course, The Youthfulness Hack, which is all about feeling good and getting radiant and all the things I do concentrated in one spot. Go there today and use code AMY15 for 15% off right now, only for listeners of this show. And if you are truly ready to have accountability and live happy, book a call with me today. The world needs your best. You deserve your best. Hello, and welcome to the Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and I am very excited about today's episode on Rapid Rewire and how we can rapidly change things that might be taking away our power. That's essentially what it is. And I think that that sums up a lot of what we talk about on this show and the things that I do. And so I am recording, this is my second intro because I did one leading into the show with our guest, Stephanie. But then after we wrapped, I'm sitting here staring at the camera and I was like, I feel different than I did starting. And I think I want to point that out that I feel different now as she walked me through a session, I got frustrated with myself and I, it's this, this thing that I've brought up so many times. It's this thing where I have had to understand that there's no right way to do whatever it is. There's just your way. And I still have to let that go. And sometimes it takes over when I'm doing any type of modality or even talking with someone, I think, am I doing this right? And that is such a fundamental thing that I have to let go of. And I did it again here. And that's something that we ended up talking about. And I was reminded that there is not a right way. There's just the way that we do it. So keep that kind of in mind as you're listening to me go through this. And it pushed me, it pushed me, pushed me to be really honest. And it pushed me, which I love because that's what resonates when I do these shows. I want to be as forthcoming as possible. I want to be open. I want to be honest. I want to be as true to whatever's going on as I can and you know, walk the walk of what I talk. And there's a lot of talking. So I guess I got to do a lot of walk in there. So anyway, that that's really what it's about for me. So I'm super excited to introduce you to today's guest. Let's just jump right in. I'm so excited to welcome our guest, Stephanie Kwong. Stephanie is the founder, co-founder, pardon me, and CEO of the Rapid Rewire Method. Now, the Rapid Rewire Method, not only just, it, I love the title because it's what I'm all about, 
but they are there to empower the world with the tools to end cycles of suffering and stuckness quickly, permanently, and painlessly. Envisioning a world free from emotional turmoil, suffering, and disconnection, and a world where you are the center of limitless potential. These are, these are grand claims, Stephanie, so I'm really excited to talk to you about it today. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. It's really oh my gosh. Fun to be here with you. <laughs> yeah, you're in Denver, right? Uh, very correct? close to Denver. I'm in Golden. Golden. Oh, I hear it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend loves it there. Oh. Uh, I am super excited about this because like just when I read the title, I was like rapid and rewire very much here for it. And so like what we talk about on this show is like effective and efficient habits to make our lives the best that they can possibly be. But that's the thing. The, the key word in there, I think, is habits. And what you are doing with Rapid Rewire, at least from my research, is, is I'm like, I have to know more because how can that possibly be? You say that in 20 minutes or 60 minutes, a session, that you can change things permanently, change the stories that people are telling themselves. Any, it says anywhere, anytime, one size fits all, permanent, <laughs> badass processes. And I'm like, really? Because I've done so, it, it's, it's had to be habits for me. So how is this possible? How, please tell me. <laughs> I'm so um, curious. Yeah. You know, here's the thing is, I just want to first make a claim. We are not stating that this is a magic pill. This isn't something that, um, and, and obviously it, it depends on the person who's being processed because okay. in our training, we do talk about when we train up our students that there are easy average and difficult clients and difficult, just meaning that, you know, sometimes some people are just a bit more resistant to change or it's harder for them to create that shift. And that goes for any modality that's out there, not just ours. However, what we found over time is that we have really been able to support people in quickly, you know, dissolving any and integrating any sort of problems, any disturbing identities, any limiting beliefs, any inner barriers to goal, and even um, and we call them negative experiences, but people use the word trauma, right? Uh, and we can do that as you mentioned in sixty minutes or less. Now, I wouldn't have believed it until I saw it. And I've literally witnessed this time over time, over time again. And I can share examples of, you know, we're literally uh, one of our students, she had witnessed a death at a beach, a pro surfer passed away. She was the first on site. He hit his head on coral, was beached. She and her boyfriend were there. Um, all the first responders came, a crowd formed. He ended up passing away. And because of that, it's a big trauma, right? A big negative experience she endured. Um, she was having trouble sleeping. She was having flashbacks of his deceased face. She was having random nerve, like panic attacks or anxiety. Mm. And she couldn't go back to that beach where it happened. And she lives in, in Cocoa Beach, Florida. So, you know, it's kind of tough when you have to start now avoiding places that are in your hometown. And she was excited to do our level two training, which is where we actually teach the more robust tools like the, the um, trauma release, our polarity integrations, our um, phobia release. We show people how to process entire groups with our tools, but she was waiting for that in order to process her trauma. And when I looked at the calendar, I was like, wait, the, level two isn't going to start for another two months. Let me just, let's just process her. We did it out of the goodness of our heart, just 
for free because she's a student, but we said, hey, can we record this so we could use it for our level two content? And she's like, yep. And so we hopped on a call with her, processed her. Now the process started at the six minute mark it was on Zoom when you know we have it recorded now. Mm-hmm. It started at the six minute mark and by a minute 24, she was integrated. And what we do, not just to go, it, it Cause sometimes people can go, Oh, I feel better. Well, maybe you just downregulated your nervous system in a session, right? I used to be a breathwork facilitator. So if you start coming into a room of a breathwork session and then over time you feel better by the end of it, but did that shift stick? We don't know. Right. Um, it always helps to be able to check our work instead of just downregulating your nervous system or having vented about something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we just talk about our problems, we're like, ah, I feel better. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah you think you did because you complained and vented, but did it really create that true transformation, that integration? And so Mm -hmm. we like to check our work. And I said to her, Hey, can you go back to that beach and zoom with me just so we can ensure that the integration really worked? Because if there's any cleanup we have to do, we can absolutely do that. But we just want to make sure that now she has the ability to move freely about the cabin, right? She can actually go to that same beach and not be triggered. And so she went back the next day. I missed her on Zoom, but I was like, wait, can you please go back? So she went three days later and we Zoomed. She said, she's like, I'm at the site of the accident and I actually see more vivid details of this place than I did before. She's walking, still Zooming with me. And she ends up seeing a little memorial for him that poster for his name at that time. It, it, someone had just put something up for him and she goes, you know, when I see that, I feel nothing but peace and gratitude. Mm. And then we're just chatting and she goes, Oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm going to take up surfing. And I was like, wait, what? (sighs) Wow. That's when you know, something's been integrated, right? That it no longer blocks her from being able to make a choice freely for herself. And so that blew me away. Uh, when I witnessed that again, it's all recorded. So when people go, can that really happen? I go, it's literally in a recording and it shows the timing of it. And that's just one of many, right? So it's been time after time, after time, again, that we've seen people create true shifts and in the moment, and we will even test it to say, Hey, let's just double check our work and ensure that, you know, the the transformation has occurred and that you truly have de-identified from the issue that you've been struggling with. So that's kind of like one, as I mentioned, of many stories that I could share of, can this really work? Yes, it can. And personally for me, I've been in this space of transformation, personal growth for a significant amount of time. Uh, at least it's it's 14 years now. I think I was doing coaching before it was cool. <laughs> Now it feels like a lot of people are in space and wanting to, you know, be of service, which is amazing. But um, I started off working more on the conscious level because that's what I was trained in. And then when I discovered that the unconscious, the subconscious mind is really where the shift and the the transformations need to occur or be rewired. That's when I dove deep into it. So I'm trained in breath work, somatic experiencing, hypnosis, NLP, um, EFT, havening, um, strategic interventions, you name it. And I was the, and I also was, have been exposed in the clinical setting. So I coached inside of three treatment centers, two addiction rehabs, and then one treatment center with women with borderline personality disorder and bipolar. So I'm very familiar as well, even though I'm not trained in it, but with cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy, more of the evidence-based clinical 
um, mm -hmm. protocols. So tons of tools underneath my belt, highly trained, obsessed with learning. I joke and I'm very serious when I say that I'm Asian. We like results. We like them quickly. <laughs> it's literally like trained into our system at a very young age. And so it's always on the search for the most rapid and integrative tools. Love it. And I thought I had them and I still have an, an amazing tool belt. I work with really high profile people and got them great results and quickly. And yet when I had a miscarriage, you know, back in February, 2021, mm -hmm. I went super dark and rightfully so. I mean, I wanted to be a mom. I got pregnant without trying with my partner. And so when I lost the baby at nine and a half weeks, I went into a hole. I cursed out the universe was like, it's not benevolent. This is cruel. Such a like, what, why would this even happen? At least like have me just not even get pregnant. Right. But yeah. the fact that I got the taste and it got stripped away, it, it was really, it, it, it is the biggest trauma in my adult life that I have experienced. And I know that grief, the way that grief moves, I'm familiar with it, but this time it was different because it started to inhibit my ability to function. Mm -hmm. I couldn't look at social media because everyone was announcing they were pregnant in 2021. That was very triggering for me. Um, if I saw someone holding a baby, if I saw a baby or a pregnant woman triggered. So it's like now sometimes when I go outside, I'd start bawling out of nowhere and uncontrollably. And I also had days where I just didn't even want to get out of bed and was in a deep depression. And it wasn't until, and you know, everything I'm trained in with an amazing community of coaches, healers, therapists, shamans, again, it was just getting progressively worse for me. And there wasn't any sign of relief until I got exposed to these tools that we call the rapid rewire method. So there's a whole suite of protocols that we use depending on what we're supporting someone with. But for me, with that trauma tool, release tool or integration tool, in literally 60 minutes, Amy, it was processed. And at the end of it, I couldn't even feel or find sadness or grief in my body. It was gone. And wow. I, yeah, blew my mind. So I was the first test run of this before I became like a fanatical believer in these protocols. But I was like, what was that? I know I can't do that with NLP or hypnosis or other tools that I had. They might work over a few sessions, mm -hmm. but literally in 60 minutes. And then I felt the shift and it's never come back. That's when it blew my mind. Like what I've is never... it based in? Like if you had to relate it to all those other things you listed, like... <laughs> it, or is it its own thing? It's its mm -hmm. own thing. I, I, I know it, like it, it, it's helpful to have something to compare it to, to make sense in the mind of what this is. But even for me personally, as I've learned them, as I have been highly trained in them and are, you know, supporting and teaching, it's really, I don't, there might be like a couple things from other modalities, but it's not comparable to what's out there. So, okay. but even with, with like, we have a polarity integration, for example, and we touch our eyebrow this spot and this spot. Is that what makes it work? No, we just use that to track. But then someone can go be, say, oh, that's like EFT. Not really, because we're not using it for the same purpose. We just use it to track where we are in the process, hmm. right? So there is, a, it, it, I wish I could find a way to compare it to something so that it would make more sense when I'm explaining it to people. So they go, oh, okay, got it. But it's its own thing. It was created by a psychotherapist in Yugoslavia. His name was okay. Brad Slavinsky. 
he was a researcher and again a psychotherapist for a significant amount of time. And he's also a spiritual teacher. And he saw what was out there and started to study the modalities and go, what are the actual elements that make a protocol work, right? That actually create the shift. And then what are the things that are just unnecessary? And so he started to kind of like whack away pieces that didn't work, kept core processes that worked and then started to stack them in his own way that really worked effectively with the mind, emotions, and body so that we can create a holistic integration and quickly because there's a lot of modalities out there. They're all amazing. We don't say they're better or worse, but some of the tools, because maybe they're just more cognitive based, right? Mm -hmm. Just more mental based. Some are just more emotion focused. Some are more somatic focused that they'll work, they just take a little bit longer because they don't integrate all three. And that's what the tools that Zivarad created, it does do that. And it's through a series of prompts. We explore both sides of an issue. And when we have the prompts, we're essentially bringing unconscious content conscious, putting our attention to it, experiencing it, articulating it, and then by just the 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 function it begins to dissolve and to integrate with the other polar side so that's kind of the quick and dirty of how it works um it's its own method it's its own structure and process and the way that it creates is has been created to work with mind body emotions and through all four levels of awareness which is images thoughts emotions and body sensations which, it, which is how a memory or an experience is stored in the mm -hmm. mind and body. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me a little bit of some of the stuff that Tony Robbins does. I, I don't know if you're He's NLP focused. Uh -huh. yeah. Is he more NLP focused? Because I know that he also incorporates somatic, you know, movement pattern interrupts and things like that too. And he talks about, you know, how things can change instantly. And so that while you were talking, it kind of did remind me of, yeah, you know what, there's a lot about us being open to it, but then we do somatically store things too that can be really difficult to break. From I've, you know, read a lot about that as well. And um, so I think that's why I was just really trying to make sense of it. How did you even find it in the first place? Um, shockingly, my doctor connected me to Wesley, who's my co-founder, um, who's a master trainer of this work. So he... Yeah, I, I after the miscarriage, I went to see my doctor. He's an MD, but he's also functional medicine. And uh -huh. he's a very deep and spiritual man who's also done his, a lot of his own personal growth and healing and transformation. And I was in his office and I wanted to figure out what I could do to optimize my body to try again. And when I was in his office sharing about the experience, I was bawling. I mean, sobbing where it's like my eyes were, you know, shut yeah. because I was crying so hard. And he just looks at me and goes, do you have someone helping you with that? And I was like, I've been looking for someone. I just don't have anyone yet. And he ended up connecting me, um, you know, with Wesley to, to work through it. And so that's what, that's how I first became introduced to these tools. And once I had that first experience, I was like, what is this? I need more. And so I kept working with Wesley. He started showing me how the, because the tools are not complicated to learn. That's the neat thing is they're simple yet effective. And so we, he started showing me how they work. He was processing me and 
literally, and we were doing it consistently every week. And in the seventh week, I heard the divine command, you were meant to bring these tools into the world. And I always do what I'm told <laughs> when I feel it's like a, you know, a divine whisper or a divine command. And so I, you know, told Wesley, we joined forces and we launched what is now the rapid rewire method. And we train people in our tools. So something else that's different about what we do is we, we don't process people directly. We train people to be able to do that. And what's neat about all of our processes is they're in a very standardized script. Like Amy, if I handed you one right now, and I was like, I'm really feeling really frustrated with um, a friend who did something that was hurtful. And I was like stuck in the frustration. It's getting in my way. I have a whole to-do list of things, you know, for work. And I can't focus because I am looping in this frustration. I could hand you a script right now. And you could be like, hey, girl, I got you. And be able to liberate me such that it, the frustration is integrated. It doesn't bother me anymore. And I can go, you know, about my day in a more empowered way. And do you have to have another person? Or can you no. do it to yourself? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was about to say. What's neat is these scripts. You could do it to another person. You mm -hmm. could self-apply it. That's what I, one of the many things I love about these tools. You don't need to always need someone to help you, right? You, you can just learn it, use it on yourself anytime. You could help another person and you can even facilitate entire groups with the same exact process and get exceptional results. So, you know, in this day and age when, I think we've given away a lot of our power in the sense of feeling that others need to help us in order to heal, in order to move through our issues. These processes enable people a pathway to be able to liberate themselves anytime, anywhere. Like we literally have students going, I was in the shower the other day and I was thinking about something and I processed myself in the shower. I was stopped at a red light and got activated and processed themselves. Or even one of my best friends, I call her the Oprah of rapid rewire because everywhere she goes, she's like, you get a process, you get a process. She <laughs> can't help herself. And she's, she's very successful um, in her own businesses in e-commerce. She's not even a coach, but she's so passionate about her own personal growth and her ability to be empowered that she learned. She went through one of our trainings and she loves it so much that just as a gift from her heart, she processes people wherever she goes. Even at my birthday party last year, one of my girlfriends was going through something and she went into the downstairs room and disappeared and processed another friend of mine. Um, we were at a dinner in Austin and another, we were with a girlfriend who was expressing her anger with her mother and Rachel just goes do you want to process that and we asked the waiter for you know a receipt paper because she was taking her through a process where you write stuff down and in the middle of a dinner in a loud restaurant you know we we did another we did a process to help our friend be able to integrate her anger so that's what's neat is yeah you can do this anywhere but you can also do it on yourself if no one's around so you can yeah yeah. Did you rename it rapid rewire or was it called that before? So it wasn't called that before. There was actually no name for the suite of tools. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was just each tool had its own name and mm -hmm. Zivarad, you know, he wasn't a big marketer or an entrepreneur. He was also in Serbia. Um, and a lot of these tools, what I've been told is they were hidden behind the iron curtain. And so once this came through, you know, some, there's a mm -hmm. few folks here in the United States 
Wesley being one of them, he, Ziverad actually passed away uh, last year. Is it February, 2022? Yeah. And we have the blessing from his estate to carry on his work. And so instead of just calling it tools, we yeah. named it the rapid rewire method and um, packaged it together so that people can learn them and use them in their lives. Wow. Are you ready to up-level your pleasure practice? I have in mind, and the main things that have helped me are the tools that I've found from Wands. Wands creates luxurious products that encourage us all to honor our body, celebrate our sexuality, and live in pleasure with more pleasure all the time. One of my favorites, if you listen to this show, then you probably already know, is the cervix wand. Wands has trademarked their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand. It's for vaginal and anal de-armoring, and it's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation. And let me tell you, it's incredible. It's helped thousands of women become more connected to their bodies and their pleasure, and supports them to heal pelvic pain through self-yoni massage, and helps awaken more pleasure. Just recently, I've ordered the Venus wand, another trademarked wand from Wands, and it's designed to activate and awaken the G-spot and more. Also, don't miss one of their new offerings, which are free bleed blankets that can be used as waterproof intimacy blankets. They have a beautiful selection now available. But take a look around at wands.com, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, because they have a huge selection of incredible items like yoni eggs, crystal pleasure wands in amethyst, black obsidian, anything that your heart desires, and so much more. Check them out at wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S dot com. And use my link in the show notes to get 10% off or simply enter my code Amy Edwards at checkout. Again, that's W-A-A-N-D-S wands.com. Y'all, I have started using higher dose products and I am such a fan. You know, I don't put anything on this podcast that I am not 100% completely behind. And I have a special discount code for you for all higher dose products. I'm so excited. If you don't know, Higher Dose is a wellness company. They have wellness tech products, they have tools, they have supplements, and they have body care. They have so many things that are hot right now, too, that are really biohacking and up-leveling our lives at home, which is really cool. They have an infrared sauna blanket. They have an infrared PEMF mat that I'm so excited to be sharing about soon. One of my favorites, though, is the red light face mask. It stimulates collagen, it activates glowing skin, reduces fine lines, regenerates cells, and it's soft. It's not like one of the hard plastic ones. So you can kind of move it around on your body, which I've been doing. And I am seeing amazing results. I am absolutely addicted to it. I use it every single night. And I'm using it in conjunction with one of their other products, the Glow Serum. And I'm very picky about what I put on my skin. And I am loving the Glow Serum. It's specially formulated to plump and hydrate and stimulate radiant skin, which that's the goal. They have a ton of other products too, magnesium ingestibles, magnesium body care, which has a healing oil and a serotonin soap that you can use in your bath, which I've been using too. It boosts your mood, enhances your skin and deepens your detox, gets you calmed down. Anyway, I'm a fan. So I'm so excited to offer you 15% off using my code MAGIC15. Go to the show notes. You can click through on the link right there. Or if you go to Higher Dose, just enter the code MAGIC15 and you'll get 15% off. Higher Dose has been featured in Goop, Glamour, Elle, Vogue, Bizarre, Allure, basically you name it. And there's a reason why. So go check it out. It's at HigherDose.com and enter my code MAGIC15 for 15% off. 
Did you know that according to a study, 87% of women who have hair extensions lie about having them? And almost two thirds of women have done some kind of hair extension at some point. So if you do the math, it's a lot. This show is all about letting go of judgments. So if you don't wanna tell, I'm not gonna judge you. And if you want to know the best secret for hair extensions anywhere around, it's right here in Austin, Texas at The Collective ATX. They have the most natural, lightweight, comfortable hair on the market, and they specialize in no damage to your natural hair like traditional hair extension methods, which I've tried. I've tried them all. And I didn't even know that your hair is automatically damaged if the extensions are placed anywhere below your ears crazy, right? My hair is actually growing in and getting healthier now too. Plus they keep all their extensions in house, meaning that you don't have to wait at all. Not to mention color. I'm so picky. I did it myself for years because no one can get it right until now. They were named a top 200 salon by Salon Today in 2023. They've changed my hair journey. Let them change yours. The Collective ATX. Link is in the show notes. Tell them I sent you. Hair extensions, Tipsy. Tipsy does not. Okay. Well, can you give us some sort of sample, like, of what, like, if your friend was taking someone through a process, what that would be like? I'll do our very, our very, very simple one. I don't know how yes. much time we have, Great. but we have, okay. we have all the time. <laughs> um, so you have your meeting. <laughs> Great. We have about fifteen processes, but what I'll do right now is just to show a very simple okay. one that anyone can do. Um, do you, Amy, have something? that you feel annoyed, frustrated, irritated, wish wasn't happening. Not your biggest life issue right now, because <laughs> this is one of our lighter tools. And also for the sake of time, we can uh -huh. definitely handle bigger ones, but just being mindful of that. Is there something that's kind of like, ugh. uh, yeah, I think physically I'm not at my, at my best. And I, haven't been able to let go of like some comfort eating and I haven't been working out as much as I should. Does that count? Is that? Yeah. Something? So usually anything that involves any sort of eating weight stuff, it's a bit more complicated. Oh, sure. um, okay. If I'm just being <laughs> honest, just from the work that I've done like even inside of the treatment centers and whatnot, is there something that is a little bit lighter? Cause that can be more nuanced. Mm. Uh, like something that gives you... you an emotional charge that you're like, oh, I just feel a little frustrated with that or irritated or angry or sad. Um, I'm sure there's something things, you know, things come up throughout your day, right? Oh, yeah. I am pretty good at I've done so much work that I'm pretty good at letting things go. Mm -hmm. And I nothing is leaping to mind. I'm like, what, what would it be? What are some examples? Think of some examples. Like, what I mean, would... we just had an office hour call today. And one of our students said she gets annoyed when the um, when she processes people and they don't give the right prompts or another, oh. it, it could be, <laughs> That's good. you know, for, for me, there was someone in my life that would make really inappropriate comments. I can't really, couldn't really get rid of this person in my life for a specific reason, mm -hmm. but they would make very inappropriate, uh, direct jabby comments at me. And I'd be like, is there someone in particular in your life that maybe you feel frustrated by the holidays are coming up? Is there right. any... <laughs> uh any sort of um I know I'm right I sound like but how do how don't I why don't I have any problems um <laughs> let's see because I just like I'm pretty I let it go is my motto so I'm pretty good at letting things go all the time um I think let's see 
maybe I, I do have an issue with maybe a deep seated issue of like, I'm frustrated with the fact that I get stuck in a pattern of thinking that there's never enough money. Mm-hmm. Would that count? Yeah. So let's go ahead and just work on the frustration piece, right? Because here's the thing. Okay. I just want you to know that, and with our tools, we cannot change your circumstance. What we do sure. is we shift the emotional response that usually people are looped in that create the circumstance to become a problem. Great. Does that make sense? Th- yeah. My circumstance seems fine. That's the thing. I'm like, okay. And I started reflecting back on it the other day. And I was like, oh, I did this when I had my clothing store, which was 20 years ago. I did this when I was in college. I'm thinking back to when I first got a checkbook when I was like eight. And I'm like, oh, I am starting to see a pattern. And so I'm like stuck in this pattern. So that's a, that's a good one. Okay, great. I feel like I might want to use a bigger tool on you, but just for the sake of this, we're going to start to discharge the frustration. Okay. All right. Because, and, and just for those who are listening, if they're like, what do you mean emotional connection? Like, here's the thing is I see a lot of my amazing friends who are single being single is not a problem. Right. But when you're in the emotion of like desperation, feeling inadequate, feeling worried, feeling sad, feeling rejected, then now being incomplete, single right? Incomplete. incomplete. Now being single is I'm air quoting a problem, but it's not really because for someone else, they're like, whoo, I don't have to deal with another person. Right. I can do whatever I want to do. So ultimately what we're doing is removing all the emotional energy that's tethered to a circumstance so that it becomes its own. It just is a circumstance, not something that can control or bother you anymore. So in the realm of this money stuff for you, um, tell me what the problem is once again. So if you could articulate it, it's a feeling that there's never enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even though life is not proving that to be accurate. (laughs) Right. Okay. So go ahead and put your attention, like close your eyes for for me and feel, think about there's never enough or think that thought. Got it. And as you know, what, actually I'm going to take you through a different one. Okay. Um, I'm going to take you through that limiting belief of there's never enough. So when you think that thought, there's never enough, what's mm-hmm. the emotional response that comes up? What's the first emotional oh, reaction? It's like panicky. It's like worry and like a, a panicky, worry. like, oh God, again, it's stress. Okay. So worried. And then on a scale of one to 10, how intense is that worried? One, meaning it doesn't bother you at all. 10 is it's debilitating. You cannot function. Eight. Girl, you're supposed to be throwing me light things. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're like, it's not a big deal. It's just super light. No, I don't want you to give me false numbers. We're doing my most deep seated belief right now. Okay. Okay. And he's like, I'm fine, but you know, here's an eight for you. My God. (laughs) Oh shit. Uh, Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, it's okay. We'll, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm very open to change. Okay, so, great. And so it. instead of feeling worried, right. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you think of your financial situation, how do you want to feel instead? I want to feel <sighs> surrendered and in a deep state of full trust that everything is always taken care of. I am always safe. I think there's a safety thing in there and 
And I, I don't need to worry. I need to just surrender and relax, relax, relax. Okay. So I got like relax, surrender, safe, trust. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to ask you a series of prompts. It's literally going to be toggling between thought, emotion, what emotion, what you're reporting to me can be an image. It could be a thought. It could be an emotion. It could be a body sensation, whatever arises, Amy, trust it, just alert it out. And when I have you actually think a thought, I want you to think it in your mind. And when you have an emotion, I want you to actually experience it. That's okay. important so that we can progress through the process. Okay. Okay. And okay. Um, we're just going to keep going and see what happens. Now, I know that you're very experienced in other modalities and you might be trying to go, what is she doing? Is it like this? No, modality? I'm not, I'm like not that? doing it. I'm not okay. doing it. But I'm just going to say, if that urge comes up, please just put that aside and allow yourself to be served so that we can cool. get you to the end. Cool. I am surrendering in the moment. Yep. All I'm right. Here we go. So going. go ahead. I want you to go ahead and think that thought that there's okay. never enough. Okay. Repeat that in your mind. There's never enough. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Got it. And as you think that thought, there's never enough. Tell me what's the first emotion that arises after thinking that thought. Uh, a, like oh it's not an emotion it's a somatic feeling a heat in my chest and just like a um despair thank you so feel the despair allow yourself to experience it don't identify with it but experience it for a moment and as you do tell me the next thought that arises after you feel that emotion of despair mm, the next thought uh something about my third eye just what's the actual thought not really. So was the thought something about my third eye or was, what did you hear? I felt I could feel my, I could feel my forehead. Okay. So, and you, when you feel your forehead, what's the thought that arises as you, as you feel your forehead? I thought about wings on my back. Thank you. So think there's wings on my back. Yeah. As you think that thought there's wings on my back. What's the next emotion that arises after thinking that thought? the the next emotion that arises yep um after thinking wings on my back yes uh let's see next emotion that arises is um a, a desire to let the old stuff go i mean i don't know i'm worried about my zoom i i, I don't know I, I i don't i don't i don't know i don't have a thought okay so a thought will have to come up yeah. Instead of just being totally blank. My thought is it figures I don't have a thought because I'm not probably not going to do this right. That's okay. my thought. Okay. And that's, and that's very common with me. Like, which is that what? I'll go like, Oh, whatever this healing modality is, I'm sure I'm going to do it wrong. Like that's a major thing with me. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm figuring like, I probably won't get this right either. I don't even know what I'm feeling. That's what I'm thinking. Great. So I'm going to step you up a couple more times. We'll see how we go with it. And if not, we'll just transition to a different one just to make sure you're doing fine though. I mean, there's actually no right <laughs> or wrong thought and there's no, there's no, like it, literally if I go pizza, that's a thought. Is that right or wrong? No, it's just what <laughs> your unconscious is lobbing up to you when you get out of your own way, right. Mm -hmm, to be able to mm -hmm. just allow what wants to come through to come through. I know you know how to do that because you're such a powerful vessel to channel whatever needs to come through. So just trusting yourself and whatever 
thought wants to emerge, whatever emotion wants to emerge, what we're doing is we're starting to uproot what's been tethered below the surface and okay. holding this worry in place for you. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the sadness. I want you to just experience that emotion of sadness. Really let yourself feel it. Okay. And as you feel the emotion of sadness, what's the next thought that arises now? First thought. My grandmother's. <laughs> Thank you. Think that thought, my grandmother's. Mm -hmm. Repeat that in your mind as you think that thought, my grandmother's. What's the next emotion that arises that's in alignment with that thought? Uh, confusion. Okay, thank you. So feel the confusion. And as you feel the confusion, tell me the next thought that arises after the emotion of confusion. Speaking. Okay, here, we're going to transition. I just want to make sure because I, I know I could feel you in your head. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm like, we're recording this and I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. You know, it's such an issue for me that I'm like, I don't even know what thoughts coming in my head, you know? So, yeah. yeah, it's okay. So I'm, if you I, want- that's, I always consider that a problem for me. Like when I've done like all these other types of things and people walk through and I'm like, oh shit, now I have to identify what I'm thinking. Oh, I have to identify what I'm feeling. And like, I don't consider myself good at that. And like, I, I marvel at other people that are able to do that. So, so here's the thing, Amy, is <laughs> that actually would have been a failure. <laughs> that actually would. No, that this, that could be a really good thing to process. Is that okay? Thought? Is that okay? Belief, let's, right? let's do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is a bigger one. So here okay. for the sake of the demo, right? We're not going to, I wanted to be able to do something where you can just, you ask the question, what can people do? Or can we get a taste oh, of yeah, it? Yeah, 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 and yeah. I want, I want to give that, but it seems like it, you may be someone who needs a little bit more finessing to process and which is not a bad thing, but even just the thought alone of I'm not good at this, the way that we can actually evolve also is being able to witness deeper truths within ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to actually clearly identify our emotions in an accurate way. This is us becoming even more self-aware and self-knowing. And that's what's going to have us evolve our consciousness, right? Is to be able to be witness of these thoughts, these beliefs, these emotions, these truths that are untruths that we have to shift into the actual truths that we desire to move us forward in life. And so when you can release that thought of like, I'm just not good at this or other people are better at it and I marvel at them, but I can't, that's going to potentially be an impediment in your own evolution. Because the only way, like I said, you can grow and evolve is to be able to witness and acknowledge, you know, deeper truths within self, articulate and identify your emotions, and to be able to allow yourself to be fully processed. So maybe what we could do instead is just something a little bit lighter, but it's still going to be needing you to share answers with me. Okay. So that's the, what we're going to need to do. So let's try something new. We'll play with this. Okay. When you think about like your inability to really be able to do these processes or, or give prompts or thoughts or your emotions clearly, what emotional charge arises when you, when that happens for you? 
Um, what emotional charge? Like what emotion uh, arises? Is it frustration? Is it, you know, um, is it inadequacy? Is it mm. um, anger? Is it ashamed? Is it despair? It's, I know I'm, I'm just throwing random ones out there. I'm not saying no, it's what I mean, it is, like but... there's a frustration that like, I feel like I'm frustrated that for some reason everybody gets it, but I don't like how to like express that. And really I'm all about, you know, expression and voice. And yet uh, I feel like I'm not closely in touch with those things. And I just, and so I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know? And like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like I, 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 you just want to not do it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's the emotion that comes up what, what is that like going the other direction or whatever like I'll just do something else yeah like avoidance mm -hmm. well but does it bring up like a feeling of insecurity for you or a little a little and like especially if I think people are listening like we're recording this so then I'm like oh god everybody's probably expecting me to 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 be really good at this and then I don't think I'm they are. not yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so I think like there's that yeah so there's probably some insecurity and like uh, insecurity in my own, like I work a lot on self-trust. And so I think there's like a not trusting myself mm -hmm. to, to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't know, I just want you to close your eyes, shut out all the information that's around you okay. right now and okay. tune back into like, maybe even when you and I were processing together uh -huh. five minutes ago and there was a little flusteredness, something that arose for you, right? When you felt like you weren't getting it right. What was that emotion? What were you feeling then? Irritation. Okay, great. Let's go there. So can you actually feel the irritation right now? Can you tune into that emotion? Mm, not as well as I could a few minutes ago, but I, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll just play with that because we just, again, it's that pinpointing the emotion. I just want to get us there, but feel that irritation. Can you access it? Because we're going to yeah. need that for this. Okay. Yeah. You can actually feel it. Great. Yeah. So I want you to experience that irritation and tell me what's good about it. What's good about that irritation? It gives me a point where I know I need work. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Good. There's no right or wrong answer in this. You're doing great. So feel that irritation, allow it uh -huh. to be there. And as you feel that irritation, tell me what's bad about it. It can hold me back. Thank you. And still feeling that irritation. Tell me what's good about it. Um, what's good about it. It's a, it's part of the human spectrum of emotions. Mm -hmm. It's normal. You. Thank you. Yep. And so still feeling that irritation. Tell me what's bad about it. Um, it's unattractive. <laughs> Thank you. And still feeling that irritation. Tell me or admit something that's good about it. Um, it is an indicator of something I need to pay attention to. Thank you. And still feeling that irritation. Tell me something that's negative about it. Um, it probably makes me want to do something else that completely takes me away from work that needs to be done. 
Excellent. Thank you. And so still feeling that irritation. Tell me something that's good about it or positive about it. Mm. Positive about it. Um, it's irritation. I can't think of anything else good about it. Okay. And so um, still feeling that irritation. Tell me something that's negative about it. Um, I can't necessarily think of anything else that's I'm sure there's something. Um, it leads me into a state of, of unpleasantness with others. Thank you. And you're doing great, by the way, this is perfect, Amy. So we're just going to toggle back and forth until you really do run out of things, but oh, okay. we're going to go back to the positive and I still want you to experience that emotion of irritation. And as you do, tell me something else that's positive about it, if any. Um, it makes me ask questions. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yep. Great. And so still feeling that irritation, tell me something that's negative about it. It can also make me shut down. Mm -hmm. And still feeling that irritation, admit something positive about it. Um, it's a step in the direction of healing. Thank you. And still feeling the irritation. Tell me something else that's negative about the irritation. It doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And feeling that irritation. Tell me, is there anything else that's positive about it? Mm. No. Okay. And still feeling the irritation. Is there anything else that's negative about the irritation? It can give me wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And still feeling the irritation. Tell me something else that's positive about it. I can't, I don't know. Okay. I don't have anything positive. Thank you. That's fine. And still feeling the irritation. Tell me something that's negative about the irritation. Uh, it can um, occupy my thoughts or make me lose sleep or take my focus away from anything positive. Yep. And still feeling the irritation. Is there anything else that's positive about the irritation? No. Okay. Thank you. And feeling that irritation. Is there anything else that's negative about it? Yeah. Feeling superior, like, oh, I'm so irritated or something like that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Good work. And still feeling the irritation. Tell me something that's positive about it. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on that. Okay. And still feeling the irritation. Tell me, is there anything else that's negative about the irritation? Probably, but I think I covered a lot of it. Yeah. Great. Good work, Amy. Deep breath in and out. And when you tune back into maybe not always having the right thoughts or the right emotions to articulate, getting the process right, and irritation would normally be coming up, where are we at with the irritation? Do you still feel it? I feel some compassion toward myself. Mm -hmm. Like, like it doesn't, it's not like owning me. Yeah. And is there anything else negative or positive about your problem that's left? Not about that particular thing that I'm feeling. Great. Brilliant. Normally I do an expander, but for the sake of time, you can just open up your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Simple, easy peasy. Yeah.
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Easy. You did it. (laughs) I think you did it. Okay. I think you did it. You had a lot of patience. (laughs) Amy, you did it. Thank you. you, Yeah. You were brilliant. I think when you really just allowed yourself to be with it and that's a self-trust piece, right? That you're working through anyway. It's like, who cares? We can, it, it, and that's why I did say in the beginning, like whatever comes up, it doesn't make, it might not make sense. It could be in all these different forms. It's our subconscious is really funky sometimes you're like well I thought that but that's such a weird thought or I can't believe that I'm feeling that emotion with that thing it didn't seem like it would bother me but it does so yeah just letting it be and not judging it is going to be huge but you did incredibly well and when you think about again that now the irritation has right yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah do you find that with a lot of people that they don't have an innate trust of what they're going to say, their feelings, their subconscious, or, or is that, is that like a muscle that people like get better, better skilled at? Yeah, I would say it's a muscle for sure. Yeah. When we look, if, if I can identify with where you're at, because I used to have this need to be right, to get it right, Mm -hmm. to be perfect, because if I didn't, then something bad would happen. Right. But I kept putting all these expectations and standards that were so high. And I would always miss the mark, of course, because then I could prove myself about how I'm not good enough. Like it was all these vicious cycles underneath the surface that were preventing me from feeling good about myself and um, really just have feeling that wholeness and that peace within. And that was one of the mechanisms that was at work was like that deep seated belief of I'm not enough. Well, maybe if I hit it, these, you know, these standards or if I got it right, or if I was perfect with it, then I would be enough. But then I would sabotage myself in the midst of it. And when I felt like I had to get things right, it was really debilitating, quite honestly, because it didn't allow me to have my full self-expression. It didn't allow me to fumble and fail. It didn't allow me to learn and grow, right? Because you have to get things wrong in order to learn and grow and evolve from it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately in the end, I don't think there truly is a right or wrong. It's always just a perception. And um, yeah, I I think over time I've, I've definitely gotten better. Just whatever arises comes up and I'm just like, whatever. Okay. Well, to me, that's very much a practice. And so, you know, we talk about clearing these things and and your method clearing these things. But again, there's like a practice within that where you get better at at expressing these things. You get better at like, does that still ever come up for you and you recognize it? And is it about how quickly you recognize it and are able to let it go? Or is it just forever gone? I think that's one of the things I'm curious about with your method. Absolutely. Well, look, we can, with the miscarriage, if I wanted to be sad about it, of course I could, I'll find a way to get there. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Sure. We're determined. We can. Yeah, of course I can access sadness. Um, but for me personally, once it's integrated, it got filed where it belongs, which is in the past. It was a you know, I had certain certain coping mechanisms or we create coping identities in order to protect ourselves and stay safe. Mm-hmm. And once we realize as adults, we're like, oh, we created that as a kid. It no longer works for me now. Let me integrate it. Once it's actually integrated, we now are no longer stuck in that reaction or response. It's not even a response. It's a reaction because response you can choose. We're not stuck in that reaction. We've actually now integrated meaning 
they're both available for you to choose. So if I want to feel empowered around my miscarriage, I can now where I once could not before. However, it doesn't negate or get rid of sadness. It just allows me now I can choose. Do I want to choose empowerment and freedom and liberation from that? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to feel sad? Of course, I'm going to choose this. But the way when something's integrated through our work, we don't have to keep doing this repetitive action to try to keep that choice for ourselves. That's a great distinction. What you said makes so much sense because you are not letting those things run your life in this unconscious way, but rather, I love that you said they're filed in the past, they're where they should be. So of course we can reflect on these things from a past, you know, of course I can think about the death of my parents or whatever it is. And, you know, but it's not ruling my life. It's not something that I'm constantly referring to. And, um, that isn't, that's incredible, right? That's, that's Mm -hmm. the thing breaking, breaking through those. I mean, that's when it's more than stories, right? That's when it's really. It's integration. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's when we, we truly have created degrees of freedom for ourselves around a particular issue that now we have choice instead of it ruling us, as you mentioned too, right? Exactly. That's when those automatic patterns and habits keep doing what it does to make our life more efficient. <laughs> Cause if we had yeah. to think about things yeah. every single day, it, it wouldn't be efficient. So it's working on our behalf. So it thinks, but as we grow and evolve, we start to realize those things that were formed that were keeping us safe, no longer serve us. And now what do we need to do? We need to integrate it. So we have the freedom to choose something different. Right. As yeah. another example of that, it's like, it's actually really amazing. I don't think he is breaking confidentiality if I share this, but my older brother came to our last training and it was so incredible to, you know, he's a really high level C-suite executive. He's not a coach, but he also has a deep passion for music and self-expression. And he's always had this fear around it. And so we were doing a demo of one of our tools to the people we were training and my brother chose that he has a deep fear with public speaking. Now there's no problem with public speaking, right? As I talked Mm -hmm. about before, it's just a circumstance. You're speaking in front of a group of people, but different people have specific emotional responses to what it means to speak in front of a group of people. Some Mm -hmm. people are like, put me on the stage, give me a mic and you can't shut me up. It's my favorite thing to do ever. And then there's other people who are like, don't ever put a mic. I'd rather die. I'd rather (laughs) die, right? And neither is right or wrong, but for him, he's like, I'm a really, like he, you know, he's a really well-known executive and he goes, it's not a good look when you keep being asked to speak and you turn it down. Yeah. So for him, he was trapped with whatever coping mechanism was to not expose yourself too much to groups of people or to be too public or to be too, whatever we would label as a kid, you're too showy, you're too big, you're too much. And whatever it was for him, he created fear around speaking in front of groups of people. And, and it was yet, actually holding him back professionally, yeah, personally. That. Yeah. Yeah. And he can sit here and self-talk all day. He can sit there and go, let me just reframe this. I'm actually going to be helping people by speaking versus hurting if I don't like, those are all conscious level shifts and tools Uh that don't stick right because even though he can tell himself that all day long you put him on the stage his voice his throat closes up he starts to shake his palms are sweating 
he has a somatic reaction to it, regardless mm. of the conscious reframing. So what we had to do was to go in and all dig up all the things that were tethered there of what he makes it mean around speaking, all the emotions that are all mixed up in there too. And that's what we did through one of the processes that he did in front of an entire group that by the end of it, he was like ready to talk, excited to do this. And we're like, his next prompt once he integrated was great. Go ahead and what are, what is it that you love the most? And he's like, music. Cool. So go ahead and talk to the group about music. And he stood up and did a talk to the entire group that was being trained around music and to the point where someone in the audience or one of the students also at learned, he shared that he sings and she goes, will you sing something for us? No. Wow. And he did. I have it all on video because I was proud sister. I was like, holy crap, this is happening. So I recorded my brother doing his talk and singing acapella in front of an entire group. He's and he's like, I've never done that before. He would never have had that, like, like the, the oomph, like, right. The courage to do that. He was always stuck in fear and fear is not a problem. It can save us when we need it the most. But the problem is when we become stuck in it, just like when we become stuck in anger or feeling powerless or feeling sad, or for me in grief, grief is not a problem, but it becomes a problem when I got stuck in it. And I see most people out there who are stuck in fear around many different things in different areas of their life, or when they're stuck in resentment or stuck in frustration or stuck in whatever you name it, the emotion that's disempowering, and they don't know how to pull themselves out. So what needs to happen is that integration again, where now, once it's been integrated, okay, you can have fear, but now you can also have courage. Which one do you want to choose now? But where as before, my brother didn't have the capability of choosing the opposite. Now he does. And that happened. His process, we have it recorded as well. It was in like 22 minutes, right? So this is what we mean by like integration with our work and giving people the ability to choose once again in their life, instead of being stuck in these habituated patterns and coping mechanisms and disturbing identities that get in their way. Yeah. And the story piece of it, that's a, that's an awesome story about your brother <laughs> is, is that, is that, that decision that we make not to just stay in that emotion. It's that, it's that thing of saying, like when people say, you know, you're a bad kid versus you did something bad, right? It's like, that is me versus like, Oh, it's what I it's did versus feeling. Who I Here's am. what's good. like when you took me through it, I that was struck by that. I was like, oh yeah, okay. It's saying like, what benefits am I getting from this, and what non-benefits am I getting from this? And sometimes, you know, even the 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 things that are negative, we they are positive to us because it keeps me comfortable and it keeps me safe and it keeps me in a situation that I'm familiar with, you know, like if someone was being abused or something like that, like, mm -hmm. you know, breaking out of that. Is that yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And so when we asked both sides of it, we were starting to have you recognize the polarities, the two sides of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you were able to pull out different things, but what that did was it started to uproot it and dislodge it. Yeah. Right? Like that mm -hmm. where it was integrated. And so that's really the key. Cause what I've also seen that a lot of people in this 
personal growth healing space do is, you know, they might just have coping mechanisms that they teach you. Okay. When you feel anxious then you know, do this breath pattern or say this affirmation to yourself or tap here to calm down, but is it actually integrating the issue for them? Maybe, maybe not. If they do it enough times, maybe, but we're not just about creating coping mechanisms. We're also not about, gosh, you have to do a repeated action over and over yeah. and over 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 again, hoping that at <laughs> some point it's going to kick in. Yeah. And then when it doesn't, we get frustrated and like, see, it's never going to change. It's never going to work. Well, not necessarily, right? It's just, it's tough when we're in these specific routines of just like the only way is either it has to take a long time or I have to constantly process it, or I have to, you know, do a repetitive action over and over again, or I only have a tool to learn how to manage the trigger when it arises. And it's like, well, but if it, if you work efficiently with the mind, emotions, and body, and in the way that this memory or an experience is stored, and we can do it in an integrative way, we can truly liberate someone quickly. Like even for you with the irritation, if you tune back yeah. in right now, how are you feeling with that? I don't, I don't even remember what I was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's exactly. Like, and that's part of integration yeah. is vanishing. You forget, uh, you forget. And that's awesome because it takes that power away. It's not ruling you anymore. Exactly. Instead yeah, yeah, of yeah. watch, it comes back up. And now Amy, you have to go, okay, what's the mantra to like, you know, reduce this irritation or what's the breath, you know, hold that I need to do or slowing down my breath to downregulate my nervous system, going to parasympathetic versus saying, so like, you don't have to do all that. It's literally like, do a process that works efficiently mm-hmm. with the mind, emotions, and body to integrate it so that you can literally just go move on. You don't have to revisit this. It doesn't have to be an issue for you anymore. Yeah. You can mess up, say the, the wrong thing, say something stupid, give an answer where you're like, what's the next thought? And you're like, boobs. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Great, fine. Who cares? It's what came up. There's no right or wrong, right? It's like, and you just move along. That's what's going to be neat and truly be a liberating experience for you where you can say things that you're not judging yourself for when they come out of your mouth. Like it literally can just, right, 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 right. right. And that's kind of getting us back to where we started from where, like I was asking, you know, practice versus really understanding that you can shift in this moment into something, into something different and integrating that. So, yeah. Ah, and then, and then you're dropping judgments and then, ah, oh man, I, I, I'm all about dropping judgments. That's so great. Me too. That's, yeah. uh, yeah, I was my, and still I have my, definitely have moments where I can be my own worst critic and then it's like, okay, well, what is, what am I criticizing my for myself for now? Great. Let's dive into that aspect, right? Cause there can be different places and ways that we do that. But the more that you actually process it and allow yourself true integration, then you can just keep being in a state of choice once again, where you once Mm -hmm. weren't before, you know, a state of choice where you are in power rather than ruled by all these traumas or whatever it is, emotions, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what it is. You're not actually ruled by the trauma. You're tr- ruled by your emotion the unprocessed trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unprocessed yeah, yeah. emotions around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you have miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but the miscarriage, what happened? It was like too much, too soon, too fast. It was like <laughs> flooded that my brain couldn't process it all. 
And then not only that, I went straight into action, right? Of like resolving the issue as I was going through it. I'm literally in fight flight. And mm -hmm. so there's no way to process the emotions that were arising in an integrative way because I was literally just in survival. And also it was way too much, too soon, way too fast that my brain just short circuited and it got stuck in that grief. And that happens to many of us. Yeah. Um, around different things that we experience. And sometimes we don't even, it doesn't have to be a big T trauma, right? And to me, a big T trauma is like, I can remember the date, time and the specific things. Sometimes it's something that's occurred over time. The little T traumas, right? Like for me as a kid, it was like a constant judgment, that constant correction, the constant shaming that, that I created coping identities just to protect myself from that. Um, and so- I wasn't able to process it either, either as a kid. What does this mean? You don't know. We, we made so many misinterpretations when we were younger because we didn't have full cognitive functions. We didn't have, you know, our logical mind at the ready to be able to discern. This is just in my, this is just my parents' opinion, not mine. Yeah. It's not yeah. for me to take on. No, as a kid, you're like, I'm bad. I'm wrong. I'm stupid. I'm, you know, sh should be ashamed. We just go into that. And then we carry that into our adult life until we finally start to, look at ourselves and reflect and observe and go, where did that come from? It doesn't even really matter all the time either. We don't do something where we dig into the past and have to find the genesis of the issue. We just go, what's the problem? How is it impacting me now? And then we process the now. And the natural byproduct when we process the now is it'll clear it from the past and for what's to come in the future. We won't recreate it, right? So that's the neat thing too about our work is like, we don't have to constantly dig, 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 dig to find what was the root cause. Because when once you find it, you're like, now what? You still have to process it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. totally. It doesn't change it just because you know why you have it. Right, yeah. no, it doesn't. Is it ever too soon to do this work? Or like, do you ever have to give it give it time or anything like that? Like when you said, oh, at dinner, someone was having a problem with their mother or whatever. Is it ever too soon to do it? Or is it something that it helps? It helps with the time that passes. Yeah, it can. So there are times when if someone's really in it and let's say they got some crazy news, right? my, and this happened to a girlfriend of mine, she found out her partner cheated on her. And then she had to run um, a session for her work. Like it was a big masterclass and she didn't want to not do the masterclass, but she was so dysregulated from getting the news that we hopped on a call. And at least I helped to remove some of the charge from the betrayal she felt Ooh, that's so good. that remove the charge. I like that. So that she mm -hmm. could actually function and do her call. Mm -hmm. Now, then there's probably deeper things we'd had to work through to clean all that up. But at the very least, I was able to help her do that. Um, and then there are, and then sometimes we can just clear it all together. But if it's like a very heightened thing, I like to allow people to also experience it first. So as another example, my, my dog passed away earlier this year, my dog of 17 and a half years, he was my ride or die. He was my buddy. We traveled the world together. He was like the one constant in my life. So when he passed, to be expected, grief, right? And I remember um, Wesley saying to me on a call, because I was pretty sad about my dog. 
And he goes, you know, Steph, I know that there's nobility in grieving, but you know, you don't have to suffer like that. I can just process you. And I know what happens because with the miscarriage, it was like 60 minutes gone. And I said to him, I go, I totally know that I could integrate this quickly if I wanted to now, but I actually want to feel the sadness and grief for my dog. It just reminds me of how much I loved him and all the memories that we had. So by that, I made a choice, but I'm at choice. So, right. It's not controlling me to be in my sadness and grief around my dog. Or if we need to, it's like release the charge right away. Um, Maybe when you say, when you say process this, you want to process this, that's, it's the active choice of like, Hey, for me, that's part of the process right now. Like feeling this and allowing the human act of grief when we experience loss. Right. Yeah. And really it's, it's more of, you know, our work is like, gosh, when something keeps looping, looping, when it's stuck, when it's getting in the way of your ability to function, when it's an air inner barrier to a goal, when like it's your brother, like your brother, yeah. perfect example. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, he wants to be able to speak. And mm-hmm. you know, he's been doing other things maybe to help. It's like, it hasn't cool. Let's just actually remove this so that it doesn't get in your way anymore. And it doesn't for the future because his voice is so powerful. What he has to share, his knowledge is really beneficial for people to hear now by removing that fear or integrating it, he now can go and fulfill on his mission even more as well. Right. And, and do good. And it doesn't have to keep reoccurring for him. And in fact, I should check in on him at some point soon too, about it. go, are you actually excited for it now? Is it something that brings you joy and fulfillment? Because that can shift too, right? Just like our student who watched the surfer pass, She's surfing now. If you look at her Instagram, you see her in the ocean and on her board and living her best life, doing something that once I would say would have terrified her. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty neat, but in essentially, you know, we're just supporting humanity to be better at choice where, you know, you, you said at the very beginning where you become the center of limitless potential. Because you're removing the blocks, the barriers, the limitations, the stuckness that is in the way of you actualizing or exploring what that potential is for yourself, where you have the ability to choose that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for your patience with me. And, and as I, as I worked through some stuff, cause I felt it, I felt it come up. It was really, that was really interesting. And I'm in a totally different state right now. So, um, is there anything that we didn't get to today that you really wanted to address or bring up or share, or even something that you want to reiterate before we wrap up? Yeah. You know, for someone who may want to try that tool, I'm just going to say this. So they don't go, Oh, it didn't work. Right. <laughs> um, because I, I want people to, who are listening to be empowered literally with a tool that you can walk away with today to use mm-hmm. in your life is one, it is one of our more shallow processes. So don't, I mean, you can use it for a bigger issue, but just know it might take a little bit longer. You just got to keep toggling with what's good, what's bad about the emotion. Also, you want to label a specific emotion. If you go on to the Google and you type emotion wheel or, you know, emotion list, It'll give you not a comprehensive one, but it'll give you one to at least start to identify what that particular emotion is because you need to make sure that you have a specific emotion to begin with. 
um, check what the emotional charge is, like I did with you in the very first process. Is it a one, meaning I don't feel it anymore, it's gone. 10 is it's debilitating, can't function. And mark down that number. So at the very least, when you finish the process, you can check back in and go, if you started at a six, you're like, ooh, I'm at a two. Cool. Instead of not knowing if the shift has happened. And um, yeah, just go back and forth until you run out of things to say, but really do your best to pull as much of it up as possible, right? Back and forth of what's positive or good about the emotion and what's negative or bad about the emotion that's mm -hmm. in your way. So I just wanted to make sure I like gave the guidelines for that in case someone did want to use that for their own benefit after they finished listening to this podcast. And really it's just, this is the key for us to really be free is to yeah. integrate all the things that hold us back. And so do the work, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that. And I'm going to be using that tool specifically, just like, I'll have little things come up with my partner, you know, and like, I'll dwell on them for like two hours or while I'm doing dishes or whatever, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And that's such a way, great way to step out of it. Oh, what am I getting from this? Because a lot of times the answer is like, oh, I'm feeling superior, you know, and like, you know, just and it could be like, yeah, like things that aren't that pretty to look at. But then when you recognize them, you're like, oh, I am getting something out of this. I am yeah. like feeling superior. I am feeling like, you know, and when I recognize those things that always, it always brings me back to like a baseline of like, ah, okay. Quit acting like you're so, you know, offended or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's so great because look, like you said, it's when we can see that there is, you know, um, a benefit that we have to something and whatever comes up, even if you're like, Ooh, I think that, or, <laughs> Ooh, it's okay. Who cares? We're just dumping it. It literally is like, you have to be what we also teach inside of our work when we train, you know, all of our tools to our students is to be better truth tellers, mm -hmm. to be more radically honest with ourselves and not hide it. No one's here to judge you or shame you for it. Really, you're your own worst critic or judge judger. And when you can start to soften that, come more aligned into compassion as you felt towards the end of it, it's okay. You can say whatever we all have does, you know, things that we might not be proud of that we think or do or have said or have felt, it doesn't matter. This process is about letting all of that arise so we can truly release it. And like you said, that one's so simple. If you, if your partner does piss you off while you're doing the dishes and instead of thinking about what a jerk he is for whatever it is, or she is process yourself while washing dishes. You just go washing. You're like, okay, I'm feeling real irritated right now. What's good about the irritation? What's bad <laughs> yeah. about the irritation? What's good? And you just, and it's so funny, metaphorically, you're like cleaning, right? Dishes and then you right, right. clean <laughs> the mental clutter and emotional clutter that's tethered as well. So yeah. Perfect. Oh, that's so good. I love stuff like that. So yes, you're so right. So thank you so much. That's so such great tools. And I'm, I'm going to try to learn more and I just, I'm excited to use this too. So thank you so much. Can you tell everyone how they can find you? And of course, everything will be in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find out more about our work on our website, which is rapidrewiremethod.com. I say it slow because I know it's a tongue twister. <laughs> Um, and then if you ever want to, you know, just get different 
bits of information. You could go onto Instagram as well. We do have our rapid rewire method Instagram handle. And then I'm at, I am Stephanie Kwong. I do respond back to anybody who slides into my DMs. So um, yeah, that's probably the best way to find out more about our work and to stay connected to us. Beautiful. Yes. And, um, and thank you. I just, I really enjoyed that today. And do you feel like a totally different person than you did two years ago? Yeah. I bet. Oh yeah. And I'm, I mean, I've always been really committed to my own personal evolution. Oh, I mean, obviously I look kid. at all you've learned. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 And, but this has skyrocketed my progress is knowing these tools. And it's been two years now that I've been exposed to them. And I have a practice where, well, for a long time, when I first was training and learning them, um, I had a morning practice where I process myself every single day. And even if it was something little, I would find something or one of our tools, it's more of a written process. So you start to see these thoughts arise on the page. And then I'll start to go, ooh, there's another thing to work on. There's another thing to work on. Like it was giving me content of, you know, blocks, problems, inner barriers in order to resolve for myself. And I was just doing constant cleanup, even if it was something little, you know, like my stepkids not putting their dishes up, like they get it into the sink, but somehow it can't get into the dishwasher. Yeah. It's uh not like a huge you know, emotional charge for me, but it's like a slight irritation. I was like, great. There's something to work on one morning. You know, there's always just something because I want to be emotionally clean. I want to be fully at choice where I get to decide where, you know, how I feel versus like the emotions just overwhelming me. And also by doing that, I know that it's supporting me in my own spiritual ascension, you know, is like removing all the crap that I've picked up over the course of my life so that I'm, like I said, free, right. Can go into that state of, um, enlightenment, which is de-identification from our problems and really being able to see our life circumstances from a different vantage point, instead of from our myopic, like perspective, our traumatized perspective, our limited perspective and yeah. allowing, you know, more information to come through that can be beneficial for us in the ways that we live our lives. Well so. said, well said. Yes. Do people comment on you and say, wow, you're just, you're so balanced and even. And I mean, because you strike me that way, you don't seem, you don't seem like you're, you know, swinging from one, you know, <laughs> mood or, or anything like that. You seem very, you know, even and balanced. Mm. I can be, that's a choice, right? But yeah. girl, you, I got some fuego in me too, but that's the ability <laughs> that's integrating the polarities. I don't want to just be calm. You know, if I need to, right. unmute, and I, you know, got to get in someone's face or to protect myself or my loved ones, I need to be able to access that part of me. So it's available. That's what this work does. We don't get rid of parts of ourselves. We integrate it so that we're now able to move in and out of stuff versus let's say someone's like a total people pleaser, right? Now they can't set a boundary. They don't know how to say no when they mean no. They say yes when they mean no. And then it, it breaks their own trust with self. And, but when we integrate it, I can be pretty fierce with a boundary or I can be compassionate with a boundary, but now I have the ability to set a boundary and to choose. If I need to rip into someone who's like about to attack the ones I love, that's available to me because I can access it now, but I'm not stuck in it. 
just like I'm not stuck in calm and balance. It's great, but I need to be able to have full range and be able to pull from a full spectrum of my humanness to respond appropriately in the moment, depending on what's in front of me. So I do got Mm -hmm. that fire. I mean, my man used to call me his little firecracker. So that part of me is there and it doesn't rule me anymore. Yeah. I can resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're able to trust what you're accessing really well. Like, oh, I feel this coming up and I know it's not coming from these other places. Instead, it's like an an appropriate response to what is happening right now, right? Correct. Yeah. 100%. Yay. All right. Well, I really enjoyed this today. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything. I'm so excited to share this. And um, so just, just a lot of gratitude. Thank you so Uh, much. Of course. And I wanted to mention one other thing. If someone wants to have a, a, another direct experience of our work, we do have a freebie on our website. Oh, I meant to mention that as well. Yes. So if you're like this, I gave you a tool today, but we have others. We have about 15 that we teach and there is one. um, We're about to switch it out for a different one that I'm like, I like this one better to just do as a group process, but you can go onto our website on the homepage of rapidrewiremethod.com there you can download a freebie and you can listen to a recording of another process so that you have another tool under your belt to to yeah support you cool i'll have a link to that in the show notes as well because i want to do it too so thank you so much stephanie and thank you to everyone that turned up today when you show up for these you are doing something for yourself and showing that you are ready for whatever life has to teach you you are uh, showing that you are a shower upper, right? And someone who takes the action to be their next best, next best self. So thank you so much. And if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, please do. It's at amyedwards.info or amyedwards.com. Everything, including my courses is, is at amyedwards.info. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you to Stephanie. Please follow her and check out Rapid Rewire and access their free tool. And I hope you got a lot out of it. I mean, you know, don't worry about how you're going to do if you want to book a session, because you're going to do better than me. (laughs) Uh, You're definitely going to, you're going to be better than that. So there you go. There's that. So uh, I love you so much. Thank you, everyone. Till next time. This has been the Amy Edwards show from Overcome Studios. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for being here. Sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com.